the business savvy singer. Hey there. And welcome to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by theprivatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need. And Greta Pope Entertainment for the finest in entertainment. Welcome to season two of the Business Savvy Singer podcast. This season, not only will we be hearing from singers, we will also be hearing from professionals providing support services to singers. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm very excited today to have a good friend with me. Her name is Gay Klopak. Gay is a singer extraordinaire. She is a choir director. She is a vocal teacher. She just does all kinds of things. She's a vocal pedagogist. So that if you're having difficulty with your singing or you know, you've had nodules or whatever the situation might have been, she is the lady that can help you. So I am going to say hello to Gay. How are you today? I am fine. And how are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm so happy that you're with me. You have so much to share. You did uh, several weeks ago a lovely presentation uh, for the National Association of Teachers of Singing uh, for the Chicago chapter. And it was really, really well-received and very well done. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Um, I think that, uh, well, I had actually got the chance to do it again the next week mm-hmm. for Chicago Cabaret Professionals. Yes. Um, so I, I, it, it was even better <laughs> the second time. But um, yeah, we explored, uh, you know, how a little bit of vocal acoustics Mm -hmm. and how they work um, when you're singing and how to change the color of your voice and how to get comfortably from chest voice to head voice. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and exercises. I think that's the main thing, you know, because it, uh, it hangs up a lot of young singers Yes. And um, that's kind of what we kind of what we did. Yeah. And then that's we great. answered some questions. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. the attendees really loved the exercises that you provided. Yeah. They were really they're fun. Yeah, they're fun and, and they're helpful, you know, because that is a struggle for a lot of singers to get from that chest voice into the head voice within the context of a single song or maybe a single right. phrase or, you know, I mean, it's it's yeah. it's not an easy thing. So you did a nice job of explaining it. That was right, and, and it's especially if you're singing um, like musical theater, yeah. um, sometimes it can be so different on yeah. every piece. That's right. Um, classical is a little more, you can count on things a little more, uh, except maybe from um, going from uh, one, uh, you know, 
category to another uh, right. Baroque to classical, right. uh, by example. But I was thinking that for musical theater, because there's so many different types of yes, musical theater singing, mm-hmm. um, it can be different every time. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. and then pop singing is another thing. Yeah. And, of course, jazz singing, which yep. we have a lot in common. <laughs> yes. Yes, you're right. Yes. It's, it's um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's important for singers to, to get some kind of an understanding. And certainly for teachers who may come from the classical background, uh, but they have students that want to sing musical theater or jazz Correct. or something else. So, and it's always good to get that good classical training under your belt and really understand the voice. But then it's nice to be able to expand that and do some other kinds of things as well, if, if the singer wants to, you know. And I, and I always um, insist, as much as I am able, uh, to get singers to cross over yeah. and to do, you know, classical and to do whatever else they are, you know, in love with. Or even right. if they're not in love with something yeah. besides classical, I kind of push that because one definitely, um, you know, helped other technique absolutely and it's good to be all for young singers it's good to be that marketable if you can do it all you can get hired that's right generally you go in the direction where the most money is yeah that's right that's right true you're you're absolutely right i encourage my students to cross over as well because one style does inform the other and it just helps to round out your voice you know to really build that instrument that it that can go everywhere that's it's a great thing Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I think that when I really um, got serious about singing jazz, um, it, it really strengthened my um, chest voice. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I went back to do, um, right now I'm doing some classical choral stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I always get hired for my low notes, yeah. not for my high notes. Yeah. So. Yeah. They're rich. Mm-hmm. They're rich and beautiful. They're more rich. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, so this mm-hmm. is a good segue uh, into my mm-hmm. next question. Tell me how you started singing, how and when you started singing, and just give us a little bit of a sense of your journey to where you are today. Oh, sure. Well, as a kid, um, uh, my mother said that when I was a toddler and she took me to some hall where somebody was playing piano on the stage, I just walked away from her and walked up in a, like a daze up to the piano. So I guess I was into music right away. Um, and then uh, we had uh, a fourth grade teacher that played piano and she liked to have us sing. And that was like my favorite part of the day when we did that in grammar school. And in high school, I went on and did choir. We had a huge choir and I was already taking, I took piano at 10 and then I did some voice starting at 13. Mm -hmm. So I I was well on my way in the classics. Mm -hmm. And then in high school, I also joined all city high school chorus, which in those days was quite amazing. We sang with Sejo Zawa and oh yeah, we sang at Ravinia and we sang at um, Symphony Center. Yeah, it was quite a different experience in those in days. In those days. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, by the time I left, now I was also in high school, I was a music major, and I was also an art major. Oh, wow. <laughs> because you, in those days, you could double major. So it was like I had to decide, and I couldn't decide, and couldn't decide. So I was going to do art. And then at the very last minute, I decided to go for music as a major because I was only allowed to choose one. Mm-hmm. And I was getting a teacher's scholarship mm-hmm. at uh, Northeastern because we were very poor at that time. So that's what got me to college is the teacher scholarship. That's so I started off in music 
and then had a difficult experience with the theory teacher, switched back to art, <laughs> where I met my husband in college. Oh, nice. Got married. Okay. <laughs> and yes, while I was still, in, I was not done. He was graduating, getting a teaching assignment. He was teaching. And uh, then a year later, a child came along and I waited until she got to preschool. I went back to school. And this time it was going to be uh, art again. So when I was at Jones Prep, um, I built an international choir program because there was absolutely nothing there when I came except some old Dinah Washington (laughs) tapes. That was it. And uh, yeah, we had an influx of money at Jones because we were a new, uh, a new prep school. So I was able to buy risers and and music because there was none. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I said, uh, we came, I came out of there with five choirs, um, jazz choir, a, um, uh, chamber choir, AP music theory, uh, two beginning choirs and one concert choir. And I was going to say that when I w- did a workshop one summer uh, at Vandercook, the administrator came in and said, oh, guess who's going to be here on whatever, Friday or whatever. It was a few days later. The King Singers from the UK. And wow. they were. I was like, oh, my God, that was like one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. So I came back to see them. And then they were running out to catch a plane and I ran after them and I said, how do I get you to my school? You know, he said, this is, and gave me a card, said, this is our, you know, our, our manager, call them, blah, blah, blah. So what I did is, you know, out of the blue, I thought, well, it won't hurt to ask. So I asked them, I emailed the manager and she said, "Um, we're going to be near Chicago on this and this date. Um, but you'll have to find us another gig besides uh, doing a workshop at your school. Yeah. So then I had to go to my principal and beg for a couple thousand dollars for them to do a workshop. And I hyped them, you know, to her and to my kids and taught them all about that, you know, them about them. And she, they, the kids listened to the recordings and all this. So long story short, I tried every college that I knew in Chicago, and nobody had room in their schedule because it was like in the middle of the year. Yeah. So a miracle happened. They came anyway. Wow. And we got to pick them up, take them to WFMT Studios. Now, not yeah. me. This is my husband and my friend because I was in school. And take them to WFMT. They did an interview there with Carl Grapentine, who was working there at the time. Brought them back to my house. They had pizza at my house. <laughs> They were playing ball in the front yard. I miss all this. And then uh, they drove them to my school. And we did a workshop with the kids that is just, was just a a lifetime experience. And if you want to see a little clip of that, it's on my website, gayclopec.org, under gallery, like students or performances. And you will see a little clip of them on there singing with a Western accent. Wow. (laughs) But anyway, so we did that. We'll add them uh, to the show notes. We can add uh, your website and everything and and direct people to that. Fun. Okay. So you can see a little bit of them. And then um, while I was there, I also had, um, uh, I also had a young arts winner if you know, the Young mm-hmm. Arts is a big national contest, yeah. and they have three levels. So my my bass baritone, who sang um, classical, won that. And then he became 
part of an even more elite group called Presidential Scholars wow. under Obama. So as um, a winner, um, I got to go with him to Washington. Oh, um, and he sang at the Kennedy Center, which wow. is a real thrill. Wow. So anyway, that was, and then I had a, Excuse me. I had a Grammy winner, not a Grammy award winner like you saw last night uh, or the other night on the Grammys, but my Grammy winning student, Grammy high school ensemble winning student was a, a bass singer. And the other bass singer was none other than John Batiste. Oh, my. So they become friends. And I'm so disappointed that we didn't actually go to that. We had the opportunity to go to that Grammy week because they sang and all the parties and things. Mm -hmm. And so they have remained in contact because my guy, uh, John Tolliver, was on James Corton's show the other night. Nice. He's known as just by his last name, Tolliver. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's in the pop uh, music field with all of the... All the strange um, uh, accoutrements yeah. <laughs> that go with that, the, uh, the dresses, the yes. uh, dressing. He wears furs and things. Wow. It was very interesting. That's very but anyway, cool. they've, uh, it, was, it was fun. So yeah. I had one there. And then I went to Shy Arts where I met you. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I entered another one in the Grammy uh, Baldwin. It wasn't Baldwin at that time. It was Grammy Gibson because mm-hmm. the different guitar people take mm-hmm. up that uh, that you know, that mantle. Mm-hmm. And she won. Oh, cool. Very cool. So the biggest thrill I've had lately is that I went to see DePaul Opera Theater the other day. They did Falstaff. And my student who was at Shy Arts, um, Reefer, Julian. I remember Jul- Reefer. Uh, yeah. I remember. remember him? Yep. He had the lead as Ford. Mm-hmm. And opposite him was Falstaff. Uh, and that was Errol. Shaw, and he was my student after he left a graduate school at Northwestern and came to me. And then I worked with him and we got him uh, three uh, auditions at three different schools. And that's, and they all offered him money and that's the one he ended up in. So he was the lead. So I got to see both of them. Yeah. I put the pictures on my Facebook page. Yes, I saw (laughs) that. I had as much fun as they did. Oh, I'm sure you did. That's wonderful. You know, there's nothing more rewarding than being able to take a student that comes to you with raw talent and develop them and help them really make a life out of music. There's nothing more rewarding than that. Yeah, and you know that too. Yes. And when you get to go see them, it's and, like yes. super. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah. yes, it's it's really yeah. something. Well, that's it's great. A- so now, what projects do you have coming up? Anything's uh, coming up soon? Uh, yes. Well, I have been singing. Um, well, I've been singing jazz for wow well, since the since the 90s I guess early 90s mm-hmm. um, and I also sing classical I'm in a classical ensemble professional ensemble called the uh, Chicago Choral Artists mm-hmm. and they are presenting considering Matthew Shepard mm-hmm. which is something that everyone should see uh, the story of Matthew Shepard's life and his death and it's uh, in my opinion not only a salute to the LBJQ um, community. I think everyone should see it. Um, and that is going to happen at the very end of April, um, 2930 and May 1st. And the first performance is in Lakeview. Nice. And the other two are in Oak Park. And um, 
that. Like I said, Chicago Coral Artists. I'll put a plug in for them so you can look them up. Okay. And then I am working on, um, I'm working on Cabaret Show with my pianist, John Pollock, mm-hmm. who I've been with forever. And he arranges for me. And we're doing that at Davenport's. Uh, it's the music of Suzanne McCorkle. Oh, nice. And that will be, mm-hmm, that'll be July 31st. Nice. Keeping my fingers crossed. Yeah, we learn so everything. Got a so, lot of things going on. So we've got on. that date booked. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have a yeah. lot of things so going on. That. That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. My little my little doggy, uh, my little sage, has decided she wants to be part of this interview, too. So I don't know if you can hear oh, her. I heard she, her. Yes. I was wondering what that was. <laughs> yes, she's such a little cutie. She's a um, Yorkie Shih Tzu mix and just very big personality, small body, <laughs> and, yeah, and, and just wants to be in the midst of everything. So she has uh, sure. made her voice heard today. Well, is there sounds any- like my grandson. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is there anything else that you want to share with us? Uh, we will put your information in the show notes. You know, so okay. that uh, people, and if you, you know, you have this your yeah. concerts, your upcoming things on your website. So we will okay. put your website in in the show notes, and that'll be great. All right, that, that sounds great. good. Wait, Gay Klopak, thank you so much for being with me today. I can't wait to be able to see you in person. And, you know, when you were saying that the King Singers had, had, had came to your home for pizza, I, yes. too, I too, have had pizza at your home. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's right. So I, yes. You have. Yes, I have. You probably got the good stuff. You probably got Nancy's stuffed pizza because they're no longer... They're no longer in the neighborhood. Oh, they're not in the neighborhood. It's like, oh, it's so disappointing. <laughs> yes, well, I remember it was wonderful, wonderful pizza. Yeah, so I look forward to seeing you again very, very soon. Perhaps I'll be able to come out to some of your performances uh, this summer. So I, I hope that uh, I hope that we'll get to see each other maybe this summer. Maybe you guys can come to the lake. All I've invited right. you before, and I think you've just been busy and haven't had an opportunity, but maybe we can do that this right. year. Okay. Okay. All right, Kate. Thank you so much. Sure. Good news. We're partnering. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the Natscast network. Natscast is the official podcast network of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. Singers, have you ever wanted to improve your sight reading skills? Do you want to hear harmonies better and sing them more easily? Would you like to be able to improvise and sing more styles of music? Donovan Mixon's performance ear training can help you with all of these things. Donovan has been a faculty member at Berkeley College of Music and is an expert in this field. Doesn't matter where you live, classes are offered online. Visit donmixon.com. Check out our show notes for more info. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. 
We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at gretapope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer podcast. The Business Savvy Singer. Singer.